chasing unicorns. Unicorns was actually a word used by Lularu, the little cult, the MLM cult, which it was, may still be. When you received a product that everybody actually wanted to buy, so it was easy for you to sell. We all have unicorns. We have these special things that we think, if only I get this, my life will be magical. The unicorns might be a lover, a mate. It might be a job. It might be a magical power. It might be, for some people, a gemstone that they're lusting after. But almost always a unicorn is something material and external. And it is always seen as a quick fix. If I just had this, this would be better. And people who are looking for meaning in their life, looking for satisfaction, they're looking for all the feelings they get when they watch a television show or a movie, at least American ones, European is different, where apparently without much effort, you get to save the world, save yourself, save the family, be a hero. Because it's television, it's media. You don't see the hundreds, thousands of hours of work that go into being a dancer, for example, or the torturous life of being a dancer where 90% of what happens is getting turned down in auditions and 10% is that it works. We also, by watching so much media, we get to watch other people have feelings going through things but we have no idea how to feel when we go through things. And it's often shocking for younger people especially, but also older people who are media buffs. It's shocking to have feelings and then not know even what they are or what to do about it. So media kind of makes us immune to being in our bodies, It blunts self-awareness. You see an actor cry, you may cry with them. That's very different than crying for yourself, your life, something that happens in your life. And then you see the actor get over it really quick with a few choice sentences said by a few choice people in their life that have a lot of meaning. And then that's how we start expecting life to go. This really has created a huge population susceptible to cult-like activities. Because in cults, you have a charismatic leader who fluctuates between love bombing you, telling you're amazing and you're beautiful and you're special and you're gold and you're wonderful and I love you, and giving you instructions on what to do so you don't have to think. Do this, do that, meditate this much, spend 12 hours doing this, give me $2,000 to take this class, and you will feel better. And at first you will, 
because you were so relieved of the burden of having to think for yourself and feel for yourself. And love bombing makes you feel so much better about yourself. You don't have to work on any real life issues such as your spouse hasn't had sex with you forever, you've gained 140 pounds, you still don't feel special at your job, etc. Love bombing is like heroin. And cult leaders, including people who channel, lots of people who channel, they channel these these love bombing beings, except they're, they're, they're from the Pleiades or they're from uh, the constellation, oh, I'm sorry, the dog, store, ser- dog star Sirius, or they are from the ninth dimension. I can't tell you. I investigate all these things. I'm so interested. There was one about two years ago, Trifinity, I think it's called, and psychologist, and she was visited by a ninth dimensional being, and you, she created an app that's the short story and with this app you get binaural beats in your brain which reorganizes your brain to be ninth dimensional and you keep your thumbs on your phone and you watch a pattern and this pattern reorganizes your brain so you're now higher more highly evolved if only it were that easy and and people I I know and respect who are mothers and some of them actually have jobs as well and they're not stupid but gullible yeah because oh you have to try this it's amazing six months later someone was going to court and I said well why aren't you using Turfinity to handle court oh no forget that I need you to tell me you know what's going to happen what's going to go on because all of these external unicorns they only work for a little bit of time hey And then it's back to the fact that you chose to incarnate into this body and into this life for a reason. And, hello, the reason you incarnated is not to escape. (laughs) Maybe for some it is. Maybe that is your life path. And unicorns sell. Everybody gets in business They get followers, they get money. If they're smart, they keep developing the unicorns in the circle so that you stay and stay and stay and stay. The real unicorn is you. You are the unicorn. You. When you get to know you, When you get to know all the people that live inside of you, when you get to know your energy field, when you get to fall in love every time you meditate, when you get to shock and surprise yourself with your brilliance and solving problems, when you get to be proud of yourself for being your own champion, your own superhero, Now you're living with unicorns, and they never stop being unicorns. If you're smart, you cultivate your own, it's not love bombing, but self-appreciation, self-adoration, self-congratulations. And after a while, you look at other people's need to tell you how amazing you are with a little bit of suspicion, like, 
I don't need you to tell me that. I already know me. I know how I am. I know when I'm amazing. I know when I'm an idiot. And both make up who I am. So why are you telling me this? You who don't even know me, who's, quote, sensing my energy or know me from another lifetime, etc. What is your agenda? Why aren't we talking about something else like world hunger or an astrological transit that's going on that perhaps we want to take advantage of? Having your own stable of unicorns also reminds you that every day you have an opportunity to be amazing. And yes, part of being amazing is making mistakes, having a learning curve, etc. Rumpy. There's a dog here, but they're not going to let you play with her. Good girl. The problem also is it's hard to find teachers or practitioners that are not uh, <clears throat> going after the current trends of love bombing and telling their followers what to do. Those folks don't make a lot of money because you have to do the work and nobody's gonna pay for that. You don't pay a housekeeper so you can clean the house. <laughs> so people's ideas of a teacher or a spiritual path, and even perhaps in psychotherapy, mainstream these days, I, I don't know because I haven't talked to many mainstream therapists lately, is that people pay so you do for them. You do something for them, like a plumber fixing a toilet. Well, I come to you, I sit in your class for 20 bucks, my life should get better. <laughs> I can tell you this, your path will become clearer. And if that means that at first, um, things have to get worse, so you get more clarity on how bad it is, that will happen. It does mean that your life will get better, but maybe first it has to go a little bit downhill. So, how do you live with unicorns? Instead of obsessively paying someone money to make you feel better or to tell you what to do. That doesn't mean you shouldn't work with someone, by the way. I use the word obsessively. And if you are paying someone to work with them and you're not doing any work in between the sessions, well, you might need to learn how to do that but you also might just be pissing away your money. So living with unicorns means spend time with them. You wanna spend time with a teacher because he or she makes you feel better or they tell you what to do. So in between sessions, 
All you have to do is what they tell you to do. That's not living with unicorns. I have a number of people I've worked with, and in between sessions, they do their work, then they come back and said, okay, you told me to notice what happened between me and my husband. So I noticed. I said, okay, good, what did you notice? Well, I noticed I got upset. Okay, what happened? Like, what would happen? Was there a pattern? Was it different every time? How did you react? How did he react? Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice that. You just told me to notice when this happened or what happened. I said, I said, well, the whole point of noticing is to notice so you can learn. So what did you learn? Well, I learned I had issues. Okay, what kind of issues? Oh, you know, codependent issues. Okay, good. What, what are they? They don't know. <laughs> what am I? Like they're, they're in fifth grade or third grade trying to run a fast one by the teacher. Yeah, I did my homework. I learned enough of the words to say something intelligent, but I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm not blaming the people that do this, by the way. This is our educational system. It's a lot of our jobs. Have a good reason, learn some language, learn some pop psychology, throw around some yoga words, and presto changeo, you think you're living a different life. And as long as you get approval from an authority figure, whether it's your yoga teacher, or your shrink, or meditation teacher, or your therapist, you're going to be creating a false sense of feel good. And at first, this might just be you don't understand what to do or how to do it. That's okay. But after a year or two, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Living with unicorns means instead of trying to people please your teacher, your therapist, your yoga person, your yoga crowd, your vegan crowd, your animal rescue crowd, your Jesus crowd, why aren't you pleasing you? You're the unicorn. Why aren't you having a session a day, a session every other day, a session a week with yourself? How are you? How's the job going? What's new? How do you like your relationship with your child, with your friend? How are we feeling? How's the body working? I've had more students who could sit down and analyze me from head to toe. What's wrong with me? What I should be doing better? All the mistakes I've made, etc. Not that I asked them to do this, by the way. But they would do that because that was a way of feeling better. Oh, this person who, you know, thinks she's so great, or I used to think she was so great. Here's everything that's wrong with her. And for some people, that makes them feel better. However, that's just unicorn hunting again. Why can't you feel better without comparison? Why can't you 
do the hard work of spending time with yourself. Just like uh, I might say to someone, well, what do you do all day since you don't work for a living? Oh, I spend time with my kid. Oh yeah, good, what do you do? Oh, well, she plays video games. Oh, okay. Is that spending time with your kid? I mean, is that what you consider spending time with your kid? Well, yeah, I mean, we're in the same room. Wow. But you'll go and give your undivided attention to some guru, but not your kid? Something's wrong here. And yes, this is a learned skill. In other words, the first year or two, maybe you're unicorn hunting, looking for that external magical time together with someone else. But after a while, the whole point is to learn how to create that for yourself, with yourself, with your loved ones in your life. When people say to me, I come here because I feel so good when I'm with you. Okay, nice, thank you. I want you to feel so good with yourself and that you come back here to keep learning how to make that even better and stronger. Teachers, gurus, therapists, unicorns, they're not a drug of choice. I mean, they become that, but that it doesn't work. It doesn't last. I have people say, I only meditate when I'm around you. Okay, sad, but all right. Don't stop there though. It's a start, but don't stop there. Why are you hanging around people that drink and do weed then if you really love meditating with someone? Why aren't you gathering up some of those friends? It does take effort. It's not easy. As my teacher has said, it's easy to live a bad life. That's so easy. Everyone can do it. No effort. Fall down, recover, fall down, recover. Whatever the fall down is. Overeating, overworking, isolating, taking drugs for recreation, etc. It is a practice. Falling down, recovering, falling down, recovering. Keeps us away from other feelings, as all addictions do. How do we start having a relationship with ourself where we become the unicorn? Get up a little earlier, earlier than your spouse, your kids, or even what you're used to. Oops, big chuck. Sit somewhere where you can be alone. Write down a to-do list every morning on paper so you can get off some screen time be like being on paper. And in that to-do list, put down some of the things that are hardest to do 
as the first thing to do. That's one of the ways to beat procrastination. Meditation is hard, do that right after your to-do list. Exercise is hard, do it right after your to-do list. The easy stuff, but last, because you're gonna to wanna to do those anyway. You're not gonna have a hard time doing them. You're gonna have a hard time staying very satisfied. Book appointment time for yourself. Maybe not every day at first. What do you do with those appointment times? Let's say you can't meditate. Why don't you reminisce about your life? What you used to do, how that felt. It's a kind of inventory, but not as formal for those of you who don't go to 12-step meetings. But you start looking at, who am I? What have I done that I'm proud of? What did I do that I'm not proud of? How has that changed? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? You can do some writing. You can do some talking, talking into a phone, recording. You can talk to a tree. You can talk to your pet. At least once a week, if not eventually once a day, do something, spending time with yourself, you, the unicorn. You spend so much time willing to go to a class or a workshop because you're so sure that's going to make you better. Spend time with yourself. That also makes you better. So just like you carve out time for video game, scrolling, shopping, and other ways of distraction, book time with yourself. And at first it might be hard. You may have to find out how to spend time with yourself because you don't have a guru telling you what to do and how to feel. And you're not hanging around any love bombing, whether it's from a teacher or the community. Oh, you're so amazing. You're so great. I've always loved you. It doesn't matter what you've done. We love you. You'll get better. It's okay. Good. Good stuff. Now internalize it. So you don't have to be seduced or soothed by that kind of external force anymore. Yeah, once in a while. Sure, of course. People will make a calendar to go somewhere that makes them feel good. So yeah, this is a little challenging because you're making a calendar to learn how to make yourself feel good as opposed to going somewhere where they feel good for you so you don't have to do that work. Nothing wrong with going to yoga classes, teachers, therapy, 12-step meetings. Nothing wrong with that. Just make sure that you also do the work at home. It is hard to find meaning in life right now. It's hard to feel like you have the ability to influence others. But for those of you who have studied at Life Path Healings, at least for a while, you have seen 
your relationships with your family, your spouse, your co-workers, your bosses, your animals, yourself, change for the better. If everybody was working on themselves, do you know what great shape the world would be in? So don't underestimate the impact you have on people around you, including the impact you have on your family, co-workers, bosses, etc., friends. When you constantly check out, you constantly deflect, you constantly ignore feelings, you constantly get high, you constantly, etc. That is doing damage. Being someone who is coming from a place where you're your own unicorn has a very strong effect on the people around you. They want to hang around you. They feel better around you. They may not talk about it because you're not running around saying you're a teacher or a guru or a yoga master, etc. My teacher has said over and over, if you help one person in this life, that's enough. It's also been said by one of the Black Panthers many decades ago, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Meaning there's no neutrality here. You're either spreading bad habits by your own bad habits, or you're spreading good habits. You're either spreading an attempt, at least, at honesty and authenticity, or you're encouraging those around you to lie, bullshit, love bomb, distract, and ignore life as much as possible. And it all happened with energy. You don't have to say a word. Everybody has a unicorn. It is their life, their body, their path. And just like people get bored with their dog and no longer walk them once they go from the cute stage, or they get bored with their kids, or their grandkids, or they get bored with their husband, etc., or their wife, people get bored so easily with their unicorn. But unicorns only live with attention and focus and love, enjoyment and laughter. That's what feeds them. They're not a magic key externally. They're a magic key for your life. They deserve your attention. You deserve your attention. And for people who say, I don't know how to do this, I will say, you learned video games, you learned scrolling, you learned your new phone, you learned shopping. I know you can learn this. It's just not comfortable at first. It's not instant gratification. It's a grown-up skill called delayed gratification. It's a grown-up skill called confronting, conflict, problem-solving, in order to have a better time with you, the unicorn. Out for this. There's tons of books to read, tons of podcasts to listen to, teachers to go to, but ultimately, you have to do the practice. Just like there's so much information out there on how to be healthy, exercise and diet, but if you don't do it, you don't do it. Nobody can do it for you. There's pills. There's lots of pills these days. 
I hope you don't take that choice, but might. Hope to see you at Life Path Healings, sending you the strength to practice your path. Journey on.